Hey everyone, welcome to the Mouse More Podcast. This is Tony, and tonight I am joined by Santa's favorite little elf, Adam. <laughs> How's it going, buddy? That was, that was good. <laughs> I'm okay. How are you, Tony? I'm good. I, I know things are busy this time of year down in, up in the workshop, I guess. They are. Uh, we got to get the last minute iPads and Game Boys. Do kids play with Game Boys? Uh, I think they play with Switches now. Oh, like Switchblades? No, Nintendo Switch is the oh, big thing. Oh, uh, cars, of course. Every kid wants a new car, too. So who do you right. think builds those? The elves. Exactly. I'm watching right now on mute uh, this Mariah Carey special on CBS. She did a Christmas special. Mm-hmm. And she's got is, somebody on there with a crown on. Isn't it much better with audio, though? Yeah, it is. But I mean, we're recording. I can't. I can't listen to it. That's true. Uh, you'll have to go back and watch the Queen of Christmas later. My guess is she's gonna save her famous "All I Want for Christmas Is You" song for the end. You. Luckily, we will not be singing on today's show. Uh, easy for you to say. And and you probably don't want to listen to us on mute because that would not be much of a podcast. Yeah. So uh, we are, however, going to have a Christmas theme on today's show. Uh, this show should be out prior to Christmas if, if Adam can get himself off the assembly line and into the editing studio <laughs> uh, quick enough. So uh, let's talk about Christmas. Uh, Christmas at Disney. Uh, it, yes. It's kind of a potpourri show today, so we don't really have a topic other than Christmas and 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 all things Christmassy. And uh, you know, when I think of Disney, I think of kids. And at Christmas time, uh, that makes me think of Toys for Tots. And you're probably asking Tony, how does Toys for Tots come into play with Disney? Well, not only wait, is... wait, wait, Tony. Yes. How does Toys for Tots come into play with Disney? Well, it's an it's a good thing that you asked Adam because I'm <laughs> going to tell you, um, Disney is one of the largest corporate ent- entities that uh, that backs uh, the program, um, but more importantly, their red train logo was created by Walt Disney Animators back in the early I'm sorry in the in the late 40s. Um, so Disney has had a long history, I believe, almost 80 years uh, with Toys for Tots. And uh, Disney, uh, just uh, in Disneyland, they did their first, for the first time, a Toys for Tots distribution uh, this past week. That's interesting. They did a distribution at Disneyland. Like, was it in the park? I didn't know about this. Was it in the park? Was it in the Esplanade? Was it at the parking lot? Because, like, imagine being a kid and you go, you're going to Disneyland to pick up toys and then you can't go into the park. That seems kind of weird. So this year in Disneyland, uh, the company actually celebrated 75 years of working with Toys for Tots. uh, And at Disneyland Resort alone, they had over 40,000 toys donated uh, for children in Orange, Osceola, and Seminole counties. That would be Disney World. Okay. So my apologies, not Disneyland. Um, And not only were they given toys at this distribution event, uh, but they had a, a special extra experience to make holiday memories together, and that included being able to meet Mickey Mouse. Oh, that's nice. So it, uh, from the pictures, it looks like it was done in a parking lot somewhere, so not the most festive uh, <laughs> of locations, 
but uh, fun nonetheless. That's good. That's nice that they that they. I mean, they have all that space. You might as well, you know, do that, right? I mean, they were doing COVID uh, vaccines at Disney World because they had a lot of space, and uh, Disneyland. It's nice that they're handing out toys for that. The tots. That's good. When I was in high school, we did um, toys for tots drives, toy drives, mm-hmm. and the uh, homeroom with the that donated the most toys got a pizza party. Nice. And my homeroom was the uh, homeroom um, that did that. I was in. It was my homeroom was with the accounting uh, professor. We knew how to like struts our toy dollar and make account. Uh-huh. <laughs> and being accountants, you probably all just cook the books and fudge the numbers. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's good though. It's if you're able to donate to those that don't have as much this Christmas season. So and even if it's after Christmas, it's just because. Just because Christmas is the 25th doesn't mean that, you know, people, you know, are looking for kids are looking for toys after that. So that's right. good. Good. All right. So what uh, what do you think of uh, when you think of Christmas and Disney? I like to think of uh, well, I've been there a couple times at Christmas time. One time I was there on Christmas. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in the park on Christmas Day? I have not. It's um. this was two, Christmas of 2007. And we were there. We were in the Magic Kingdom Christmas Day. We stayed off-site because my parents had a timeshare off-site. I remember it took us a long time. I don't remember exactly, but it took us a long time to park and to get through security and to finally get in the park. And once when you're inside, there's just wall-to-wall people. And you don't see – there's so many people you don't see the ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that's like when, – and when you think about that, it's a little scary. Like, right, <laughs> you right. You can't even see – you cannot see the ground in front of you. You are just following the people in front of you. The bigger memory I have from that is we got a spot for the parade in Liberty Square, and I remember uh, waiting for the parade and looking around and trying to find the camera crews – and like the stage for the performances for the parade that would be on TV. Because oh, I thought I thought that they did all that stuff live. So fine. Before the parade started, I asked the cast member. I says, "Where is? How come I see no TV crews? I don't see any. Any? I see nothing. Like, well, what's going on here?" And then she says, "Oh, we filmed that in um in early November." <laughs> so. So the parade that we saw was the, the normal Christmas parade that they have. It's the parade that they show for the Christmas party. But then uh, leading up to Christmas and then Christmas week, they have that parade for regular guests during the day. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, that's like my memory is is being there, very crowded, not being able to do much, but so much, uh, tons of decorations. There's so many, you know, everybody's in the Christmas spirit, which is great, and uh, not seeing the filmed parade that everybody sees on tv right just just when you thought you were going to meet regis philbin exactly yeah and that was when i mean 2007 that's regis was doing it regis and i guess kelly Uh, probably kathy lee 2007 maybe yeah um kathy lee retired too early i think for my in my opinion i kind of wish she held out a little longer the important thing is, is it your final answer? So Regis, after he began hosting again in the 2000s, his co-host was Kelly Ripa. He had uh, hosted in the 90s, and it looks like he did that with Joan London. Yes, Joan London was an ABC, was ABC Good Morning America, I think, right? Yes. 
So that parade has been hosted uh, on TV since 1983. So they are getting ready to, uh, this is the 40th 40th airing of the parade and uh, next year will be the uh, 40th anniversary. So very exciting. Wow, 83 is 40, it was almost 40 years ago. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, Epcot's 40 at this point. I was, I was like 27 at the time. <laughs> Uh, and nowadays they it's it's more than just a parade it's a um it's a concert it starts at it's on ABC in the New York area it's channel 7 uh, where you live I'm not sure what the channel is but I'm sure you can figure it out starts at 10 a.m. eastern uh, it's 2 hours there is a lot of commercials for Disney World and Disneyland and the cruise line and adventures by Disney every 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 division of the company gets a commercial in this thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, the performance since you know they're nice. The parade they don't really what I don't appreciate is they don't show like the full parade from beginning to end. It's just like clips and and it right. jumps back and forth between Disneyland and and Magic Kingdom, which is fine. It's just I kind of like I like parades. I like the Thanksgiving Day Parade, how you get to see pretty much the whole parade when you're watching it on TV. But this they don't really kind of do it that way, and it's just it's just annoying for me. But do you like that they start off the holiday season with their holiday special and Thanksgiving weekend? Yeah, I don't I don't mind that. That aired on Sunday. I did I didn't see that when it aired on Sunday. I watched it afterwards mm-hmm. uh, because Sunday I like to watch football on Sundays. Right. Um, but um, that was that was good. I uh, they they had some questionable acts. They had uh, Black Eyed Peas, although the Black Eyed Peas do have a Christmas song that was that was okay. Mm-hmm. They had MC, is it MC Hammer? Who, I thought it was Run DMC. No, that's that. right, that's right. Run DMC. They did the Christmas Time and Hollis Queen song, which is very mm-hmm. interesting to hear in Magic Kingdom. And I don't know if you remember Tony, I had never heard of that song until this year. It's Christmas time in Hollis Queens. Mom's cooking chicken in college. And cheese and Santa put gifts under Christmas trees. Decorate the house with lights at night. Snows on the ground, snow white, so bright. In the fireplace is the Yule log. Beneath the mistletoe, as we drink eggnog. The rhymes that you hear are the rhymes of Gerald. Like each and every year, we bust Christmas carols. Christmas carols. When you and Liza were talking about it, and um. And then I listened to it because it's not played on the radio usually. And I listened to it and it's very, it's very catchy. I like it. It is. (laughs) But it is um, now. Now what that show has done has pushed back the taping of the Walt Disney world holiday special and the Christmas day parade, because a lot of times uh, it's the same guests. Now I I know that run DMC is not on the 2022 Christmas parade. So they were only on the holiday special. Um, But Traditionally, the Christmas special had been recorded, I believe, the first weekend in December uh, in order you know, for them to edit it in time. But now that they're yes. airing this additional show right after Thanksgiving, uh, they're recording Christmas stuff uh, pretty much at the beginning of November. Yeah, like basically when the Christmas decorations are probably done being installed. Right. Before they've been there for like a month. Uh, this might be an unpopular opinion, but they push – Derek Huff and Julianne Huff Disney, they like them. I don't think they're very talented. They are mm-hmm. very good dancers, but as hosts, as singers, 
as like MCs, I don't think they're really that good. And they just cut every year. It's with the Huffs, the Huffs, the Huffs. And I'm like, enough with them already. My gosh. Oh. Like, like you have so many better, pe- so much better people like in your, in your, you know, arsenal. And they just keep pushing these, the Huffs out. It's very annoying. But this is only the second year they are hosting it together as a brother and sister duo. <laughs> <laughs> I, but you know what the problem is that they have these other specials and there's so many of them and they're right. all just you know there's there's not just one it's not just one special now there's like two or there's three and it's the huffs mm-hmm. the huffs and then and then they did i think they did that thing over uh, the pandemic when they did the sing-along right um thing. it's just it's just too much of them i don't i don't think they're really that they're talented dancers but just but just do that why do you have to do everything else hashtag enough huff Enough. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, you, you know what one of my favorite other Disney Christmas traditions is? And that's the Candlelight Processional. Oh, yes, that's good. Which did originally start out in Disneyland. And did you know that in 1955, do you know what Disneyland's Christmas entertainment consisted of? The Candlelight Processional? It was 12 carolers from USC. Oh, okay. Around the park and sang for guests. That's nice. And uh, then they decided to uh, hold the first candlelight processional in December of 1958, where uh, carolers surrounded the flagpole in uh, the town square. Now, see, I wonder if, you know, the first Christmas, you know, this is the first real like there have been there had been amusement parks. So maybe this isn't fully accurate, but I just wonder if the Walt and, and the people that ran Disneyland at the time were unsure if people would go to Disneyland for Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. or if, or if they were thinking people are not going to do this, they're not going to spend their holiday at a theme, park. A theme park. They're going to, they're right. going to spend it at home. You know, it's become now where yes, Christmas day, you know, Christmas day, Christmas week, New Year's Eve are the busiest days at these parks. Right. Throughout the whole year. So it's now it's, it's very busy, but then and what, and what I if, God know. forbid, what if, God forbid, Christmas fell on a Monday or a Tuesday when the parks were closed back then? Yeah, yeah, I don't – I wonder if they – I would think they were open because they were holidays and they wanted to be open for holidays. Well, I will tell you, they might have been unsure of themselves, but they jumped right into it because the second year of the Candlelight Processional in 1959, it was the largest choir uh, to perform the processional with 2,574 oh singers. That's a lot of people. That was almost uh, half as many guests as were in the park. Yeah, that's that. Two thousand people is a lot of people to put up there. Wow. It is. I do enjoy it a lot. I have it on CD. Their official CD that they put out is um, narrated by Felicia Rashad. I've seen it narrated by Rita Moreno, who's an EGOT winner, uh, famously from West Side Story. And Amy Grant, the uh, Grammy Award-winning singer, who is getting inducted into Kenny Center Honors this year, Ex- believe it or exciting. not. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, I've I've only been once, and we saw it with uh, John Stamos. You saw it with John Stamos? We saw it with John Stamos. What year was that? Uh, uh, 90, uh sorry, uh, 2019. Wow. I'd have cool. to go back and look through my pictures, but uh, Stamos was there. Was now my question was, is, was he, I've never seen him in real life. Was he as handsome as he is on TV? He is a very pretty man. 
you know, he's probably one of the best looking men in the world, present company excluded. Oh, thank you. Um, now, my question is, when Felicia Rashad narrated it, did she narrate it as herself or as Dr. Marsh from Dinosaur? Yeah, <laughs> that would have been good if she was. No, it was as herself. But So I will, it, I will pose this question to you. As far as Disneyland, Disney World at Christmas, um, do you enjoy Magic Kingdom or do you enjoy Epcot more? Or Hollywood Studios. Well, Hollywood Studios is great for decoration. They usually don't have much christmas specific uh you know except nowadays they have this santa claus in the cavalcade yeah, um, yeah, yeah yeah that's a good question i've been posed this question before um i prefer this is hard because i love epcot but i prefer the magic kingdom christmas because i i really like the victorian decorations that they put up on main street mm-hmm I just that's like that's the kind of Christmas look that I like Epcot. They do. I mean, they do a lot of they do decorations in Ger the Germany decorations look good. The Italy ones look good. I don't remember what they do in like the, the, the other countries like China and Japan, where Christmas movie isn't as popular as it is in like Christian, uh, you know, specific nations um, mm -hmm. uh, in America, you know, looks good, too. But um but the, you know the the Epcot's nice because of the uh, the uh, festival holidays with the food booths and the cookie strolls, right? Uh, which you don't get in Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, you're getting, you know, you're getting your 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 special cook cupcake, maybe a funky churro, but the Epcot's nice because you get all that different food. Right. Imagine if Magic Kingdom had a festival type thing with food booths. That would be insane. It would be insane, but it would be nice to have something different to eat as opposed to the same stuff you always get. Well, I I will agree with you. Um, I enjoy Magic Kingdom at Christmas uh, as much as I love the look at other cultures in Epcot. But as far as like getting giddy from decorations, I, I have to say that Hollywood Studios does have the best like mid 50s uh, decorations walking down uh you know the the main the main drag there yeah. um so so i go there just to look at the, at the you know de decorations around uh does it echo lake around the park echo lake and stuff does does it remind did your did your mother used to decorate like that um no but like that's like my grandparents era your grandparents okay yes sorry yes no if we yeah. could find a park a theme park that had uh, plastic covers on all the couches and and shag carpeting that would remind me of my childhood home. <laughs> you you guys did plastic on the couches? Yes, that was very oh. big in the seventies. All right. I don't know if my mother's ever brought that up. I'll have to ask her. I don't think they did plastic on the couches. Um, yeah, I like the the Hollywood Studios, the fifty mid century modern type decorations, tinsel, um, a lot of silver, the blow up. The blow up type um, Santa Claus, like the 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 blow up lawn ornaments, which I don't think they have any of those there, but it's that style. I don't know what that style is called, but right. Um, I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, Christmas kitsch, I believe, is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's good. It's it's and it should be in that set and sort of set in that. Although, well, Echo Lake is that is that time period. Um, Hollywood Boulevard is a little bit before that, but that's okay. That's, I'm not going to get picky on that. Um, 
The Animal Kingdom, the the decorations they put in the front of the park is is nice. They do the menage. Um, menagerie. Menagerie. Uh, the the snow looking animal puppets. I've never seen those in person because those those debuted fairly recently and I haven't been able to see them. But um, those are cute. You know, that's how you would like. I guess that's how you would do a. A, a Christmas type decorating in Animal Kingdom, which is not necessarily a time period, but it's more of like, you know, places on the world and, and trying to, you know, blend that together can be kind of hard. I think they do a good job doing that. The decorating all over the place is really good. And that's, and that's mm-hmm. why people keep flocking back to go back. I, I like to go for a week for a long weekend. Um, I didn't even, I wasn't able to do that this year because of scheduling, but I do like to just get myself down there and, and see as much as I can because they do a really good job with the gingerbread uh, displays we've talked about and uh, all the Christmas trees. And they do a very good job. And that's like that's like one of those things where you get a little nervous. Like if they start cutting back on things, are they going to start cutting back on that? And so far, I don't think they have done that. And of course, because we love all things Disney, you know, what what would Christmas be without Disney movies, uh, both live action and animated, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're we're living this resurgence now of the Santa Clauses with uh, Scott, the Adventures of Scott Calvin and his family. So you can catch that uh, on Disney Plus. That's a limited series. Uh, of course, we have the Santa Claus one, two, and three. We also have Mickey's Christmas Carol from 1983. That's getting ready to celebrate its 40th anniversary as well. And uh, you know, something I'm sure you watch uh, on repeat throughout the Christmas holidays. Uh, and that would be the Muppet Christmas Carol. We had a Christmas party for work today, and I wore my Muppets Christmas Carol ugly sweater that I got, that I posted on the page. Um, I got a lot of good comments about that. Excellent. It's very good. It is. It's amazing that that movie got made. I guess that's a time when they didn't really care about how much money movies make, because mm-hmm. I mean that movie is mostly Muppets with a big actor michael kane being in a very serious role and that movie delivers so well the the muppet uh, performers as you know playing you know the real people in that story Uh do such a good job it's 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 so good like i know the everybody knows the christmas carol story and it it gets kind of old and stale after a while because you just keep hearing it over and over again but um but they, the Muppets version is just so good. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a classic. The Santa Claus's show. I have I have watched all the episodes except the last one. I need to watch it. Um, I don't want to give too much away. It is very corny. It is very corny, but I think in a good way. I mean, it's a show about Santa Claus and his family. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be corny. You know, right. I mean, it just has to be. Well, it's, it's corny in a good way. It, it's corny <laughs> in a heartwarming way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I like the 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 second to last episode where the, there there's a lot going on. Uh, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to give it away because it's good and I think it's I think it's worth a watch. Um, it's worth a binge binge watch because it's six episodes, I believe, for this season, and it did get renewed for a second season, which I'm surprised at. I figured they were just going to end the, the story. But, hey, if they're going to keep it going, that's fine. I don't care. Um, Santa Claus, the first movie, is just very good. Yes. The second and third one, I don't really 
get too excited about. But by the third one, I love Martin Short, but eh, not not as good. Speaking of Martin Short, this isn't really Christmas related, but did you see the Beauty and the Beast special that they had on ABC? I have not yet watched it, but it is uh, in my queue. Um, Martin Short plays Lumiere, and he is perfect in that role. Like that is his role to play Lumiere, the Candelabra. Excellent. I was I like, I, I didn't realize he was in that. I'm watching. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Martin Short, and he's doing an unbelievable job as this character. Hmm. Well, I will definitely have to watch it then because I'm a huge Martin Short fan. Is that a play on words? Is that a pun? No. Huge Martin Short fan? Uh, no, it would be more of a pun if I said I've been a Martin Short fan for a long time. <laughs> Tony, have you ever seen the 2009 Jim Carrey Christmas Carol that's like him as a CGI character? I have not. You know, I, I like Jim Carrey, uh, but I'm not a big fan of this. I, I don't know if it's motion capture, uh, you know, but it, it's kind of the same animation style that they used for the Polar Express, it seems like to me. And uh, I, I just I don't dig that. I've never seen the Polar Express, and I have yet to see this version of A Christmas Carol. You haven't seen the Polar Express? I have not. Huh. And I'm that, a huge Tom Hanks fan as well. That's that's funny. That's interesting. I like that's good. Yes, it is motion capture like Polar Express, which is weird that that they would do that again. They would do a Christmas movie like that again with Robert Zemeckis, the same director. That's very interesting. Um, it's my understanding that it's not really that good. This this version. You know, mm -hmm. really like how many versions of Christmas Carol do we need? You know, Muppets is good, and then the Mickey Mouse one is good, and after that, like who cares? You know. <laughs> Right. I don't know. That's just strange. And then there there is the there is a new uh, Mickey Mouse short on Disney Plus. Did you see that yet? I'm going to go watch it right after this. Oh, see, uh, it is uh, I believe it's called Mickey Saves Christmas. And that is done in like stop motion animation. I don't know how it's stop motion, though, because I think. Like normally, like stop motion animation was like Nightmare Nightmare Before Christmas style, where there are physical props that are being mm -hmm. moved, you know, inch by inch, frame by frame, and then you put a whole movie together about it. But this, I don't think these were props. I think they were computer made images. I don't know how that would. I don't know why. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is I don't know why they would go that route if it's all computer anyway. Like, what difference does it make at that point? But, but well, because because don't forget, a lot of people, uh, you know, of a certain age, uh, grew up on the old Rankin Bass, uh, Year Without a Santa Claus, Rudolph, Rudolph Shiny New Year, all done in that stop motion photography style. Yeah. Uh, so there's a large feeling of nostalgia there, and. Uh, I'm actually watching the uh, special right now, and uh, it, it has that look to it. So, you know, once again, Disney playing and playing <laughs> with your uh, head and tugging on your heartstrings. <laughs> but like I said, the the Rankin Bass, uh, who that guy passed away this year, Bass, I think. You Rankin. are correct. Or is that just one? Is that one name? Uh, they were two, two people. Yes, yeah. two, two people. Yeah. And then one of them passed away this year. 
Um, but they were they were props. They were not drawn animation. They were just physical props that people made, and then they moved them. Well, they, I don't, they don't call them props. They call them they're either maquettes or uh, you know they're they're essentially you know dolls. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But this is this wasn't this isn't that. But no, it's in that style, that stop motion photography. I will call it the Rankin Bass style. Okay. I don't know. It just seems like it just it's just uh, I don't know how they how do they do that? I I'd like somebody to tell me how they do that. Do, is it is it like a, is it do they have the the objects for Mickey Mouse and then they move it? Do they do it move it inch by inch and then it's just animated as as opposed to being physical? You know what? It's somebody with a lot of time. <laughs> it's cute, though. I like it. And it's got Donald Duck. Everybody likes Donald Duck. It's got Goofy. It's got Chip and Dale. It's got Pluto. It's got all your friends. Donald Duck is so funny. His voice. It's his voice that makes him funny. But it's just its just very funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just like the way he talks. Um, Did you see that they, they have finally... There's something new to do at the parks this Christmas and and after Christmas, the Ducktales uh, World Showcase Adventure um, uh, experience is now available to play. I saw Epcot. that. Uh, you got to download the Play Disney Parks app, and uh, there's a bunch of challenges. They say it takes 30 minutes per challenge, um, but it's got a whole bunch of like. Things that that appear in the windows and displays and inside the shops. It looks really cool. It looks well, it really takes, cool. Well, it takes from the, the old Perry the Platypus uh, Agent P uh, challenge. So I'm sure they're using a lot of the uh, a lot of the old locations and uh, windows and and stuff that they use for that. Yeah, I had never done that until I was there with Mark and Bridget and and Nick was doing it with his phone and. And uh, that was fun to do because then you got to mm -hmm. see all these different things appear that you weren't didn't realize were around. Right, right. Um, and I'm glad that opened. That that, that park needs some stuff for you know kids to and, and engage themselves into the cultures that they are experiencing. So although, that's more although, Donald Duck. Although three and a half hours of a park day dedicated to uh, you know a game. If you're doing Epcot and you're going into each country and you're getting a snack at each country type thing. That you can just incorporate that into your your hangout time, you know. That that is true, and I did it with my girls, so See? I'm sure that everybody's gonna want to do it with their kids. So I think like if you spend, I'm sure you spend at least. I'm if you're there for if you've done all your rides that you want to do, you know, in theory you could get all the rides on an Epcot before like one two o'clock, you know. After that, you 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 could spend a half hour in each country, and then you're you're there till uh, till the end of the day. So right. That just gives you something, you know, your kids to do if you have younger children or there older you kids. They don't have to be younger. It's okay. And and just to go back to what we were talking about a couple minutes ago, um, while it was stop motion animation, Rankin Bass referred to their technique as animagic. That's different. It's like one of so. those buzzwords that these studios came up with, like like Vista Vision. I was watching White Christmas with Bing Crosby and. And that came up on the screen. Paramount used VistaVision. What VistaVision is, I have no idea. But it was something <laughs> that they use. Disney needs to buy White Christmas and make like a like a Vermont ski resort or something. Oh, you mean like their ski lodge where the uh, Country Bears was going to go? Yes, yes. That was um, 
that was going to be in Sierra uh, Mountains, Sierra Nevada Mountains in California. Did not happen mostly because they got pushed back from the Sierra Club. Where they were going to build was not protected land. It was it was already commercialized or was going to be commercialized. But it was a it's my understanding it was adjacent to protected land, and they still had to build a highway to get to and a road to get to where the ski resort would be. I don't believe Disney wanted to pay the money to build the road, which I can understand that a little bit. Because in theory, anybody can use the road at that point once when it's built. And they wanted the, the state to pay for that. And I think at that point, the state and the, you know, got pressure to, to not allow that. So, all right. I think and that's that a short be... version of it. I'm sure there's a longer version of it that I read about that I forgot about that I wasn't prepared for. But yeah, that, that would be been interesting. That would be Disney's Mineral King Ski Resort. Do you ski, snowboard? You ever done that? Uh, I've skied, but I don't uh, do it. Uh as a hobby i've gone <laughs> you what does that mean you do it for, well i've done it in business? the past but i'm not one of those people like my my brother-in-law and sister-in-law they're skiers they have they rent a ski house all winter they go up to vermont uh, i went i went when i was younger and last year we went to a ski resort and we actually uh tubed snow tube the whole time well tubing's fun yeah yes so we would do we would do tubing I try not to do anything outdoors in the cold during the winter. Well, that's the thing. That's the big thing. It's like snowing, snowing, skiing looks fun, but when you consider it's, it's you're outside and it's 20 degrees and it's freezing, yeah, nobody, you know, you don't want to. Do I'm that. a sit around the lodge with a hot cocoa type of guy. Me too. Me too. We can do that while your sister-in-law skis down the, the hill, and we can watch Country Bears. There you go. Can you imagine if the Country Bears was not in Florida, whether it was in a ski in in the woods of California. <laughs> that, uh, and that I wouldn't would be, be able to see it. I wouldn't be able to see it. I mean, I have to go all the way out there, and then I'd have to take up skiing to see that. I don't even know if I'd want to do that. My life could have been so much different if that happened. Right. I've done cross-country skiing, which is like <laughs> not really skiing, but I mean it is, but it's not like intense. Right. Uh, snowboarding, no, I have not done that. But uh, yeah, I'm like you. I don't want to be outside when it's cold. No, I'd rather be inside podcasting. Exactly. Which reminds me, we're podcasting here. We're not just talking amongst ourselves. Well, I mean, sometimes it's, it, we can do that, and that's okay. So we have digressed like we usually do. <laughs> so we were talking all things Disney for Christmas, uh, as well as other holidays, because other holidays are celebrated. They do uh, celebrate Kwanzaa and Diwali and Hanukkah. Throughout the course of December and November. So, yeah, you can catch a lot of that culture in Epcot at their international what is it, international festival of the holidays, right? Yes. Presented by Advent Health. Presented or, by Advent Health. Yeah, it's either Advent Health or Corksicle. Cor yeah, Corksicle is food and wine, I believe. Because uh, wine, you know, you could put wine in a Corksicle. Those things are expensive, those Corksicles, I tell you. They're only 50 to $100 for a water bottle. Oof. Yeah. But I will say this. Uh, if you're on the fence about going to Disney at Christmas time, go. It will be crowded. Um, the lower crowd times are usually right after Thanksgiving. You basically got to, like, think about when parents would not take their kids out from school. <laughs> and I would say right before – because, you know, kids generally are off 
at the end of December into January. Right. So they do not want to take their kids off a school right before that. So that's a good time to go. If you're if you're okay with taking your kids out, if you don't have kids, you want to go then. That I suggest that to go then. Early December and then early November is sometimes good too because that's before Thanksgiving break. So I I will tell you from my experience, uh, my favorite time to go. We've actually flown down on Thanksgiving, done the parks that weekend, which is kind of busy as that Thanksgiving crowd dies down, and then the entire week after Thanksgiving, traditionally the parks are are less crowded during that time. So you get a full uh, full on Christmas decorations uh, with a little bit of less crowd. Yeah, and, um, and you can walk off some of that turkey. Exactly. Now, last year was our first time doing the parks during New Year's. Uh, we did go down for New Year's Day, and, and it was still very crowded. Um, but, you know, like Adam said, bring your patience because the Christmas week, uh, New Year's week is usually the busiest time of the year for the parks. And it is when they will usually implement their rolling closures uh, where they will reach their capacity, you know, during those days. So. Uh, just just be aware of that. Um, but a, a, in, a great in, time to go to the parks. In theory, they they will have handled that because of the reservations. I think well, that's true. So you'll know ahead of time whether you can get in or not. But um, I didn't realize you were down there last year for New Year's. Day. Very brief, very quickly. I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, I've done New Year's. Eve. We've done we've done that also. And um, New Year's Eve also, yes, was extremely crowded. People waited for the fireworks from the morning. Mm-hmm. They were they were camped out in a spot all morning, and I was all all day. And I was like, that's nuts. But uh, we ended up not. My family, we got we were so exhausted because we were there, you know, rope drop. And we ended up leaving at like ten o'clock at night. At night, yeah. And because we said, look, like, like, do we really <laughs> need to be here? You know, because you're staying when well, you stay for the fireworks, and then and then it's going to take an hour plus to get out of there right back to your car and we were we again we're staying off site we had a timeshare so we had a park ttc and everything and yeah at that point we were like yeah we left so we just left we watched the fireworks from from our you know beds in the hotel room on tv nice so you don't i mean you don't have to do everything if you're there you could just take it as it is yeah any vacation you can take it as it is go at your leisure So this is probably a good point to end with our little look at Disney Christmas uh, in the parks, historical entertainment. Uh, We didn't talk about any Christmas food. I'm sure there's a cupcake out there with it with a wreath on it or something you can try. Oh, yeah. With a nice buttercream wreath. I don't think like the food is like like what we did. I said the festival holidays. That's where you're going to get a lot of your different foods. That is true. All of the holiday kitchens. Magic Kingdom, you really just get most of the same stuff. I mean, if you want a, a sort of traditional Thanksgiving Christmas meal, you can go to Liberty Tree Tavern if you can get in a reservation. All right. I'd like to uh, thank our listeners and uh, hope that everyone has a joyous holiday, uh, no matter what you're celebrating. And uh, you and your families get to spend some quality time together. And, uh, thank you for listening. As always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. You can check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris and her team plan your family's next Christmas vacation. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. On behalf of Adam, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, Adam. Good night, Tony. Merry Christmas, everybody.